Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, reporting live from inside of Mary-Kate and Olivier Sarkozy's marital cigarette bowls. Wow, you guys, our second official coronavirus has happened with Mary-Kate scrambling to find a place to live in the city of Manhattan because her dirtbag old ass now ex-husband, soon to be ex-husband, has broken their lease. I could get into this more, but I think that I would be doing a great disservice. Um, Troy McKeady of Dunzo Podcast just dropped an episode all about their divorce, so I would highly, highly recommend that you go look there. I believe he told me um, that you may not find it as just Dunzo. Do the exclamation point. I think that makes the search a little bit easier for you if you're not listening to him, which like, I don't know, you guys, if, if you're listening to me and not Troy, then another great disservice is happening to you. <laughs> he's so great. He's so funny. He's so brilliant. He's so incredible and focused on what he does. And I just adore him. Anyway, back to me, shall we? Um, what should I talk about first? I think that, oh, here's another great recommendation. I want to point you in the direction of an Instagram account at Shavs Paper, S-H-A-V-S Paper. 
Um, if you guys are on the like coloring wave, she has just released a few um, Bravo related coloring posters for you guys. Um, a couple from the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. There's one for Summer House. I, it, they're free, so all you have to do is DM, DM her at the account at Shav's Paper, and she'll give you the PDF for it. They are really awesome. She's really talented. She's, like, great at um, gift wrapping and all of those things, so I would highly, highly recommend that. Um, what else, you guys? I think we'll just get into it. I... Uh... You know, I, I'm finding myself very triggered by Vanderpump in, in the age of this pandemic, especially by one Jason Jax Taylor Couchy, um, one Brittany Taylor Couchy, Brittany Cartwright Taylor Couchy. I don't know if she's changed her name, whatever. But um, the second thing that I talked about last week, if you guys listened to my Vanderpump episode, is about the editor that came out to discuss her role on the show, how she likes to, you know, would put, like, embarrassing things about Sheena on uh, the episodes, her flair, blah, blah, blah. She has since been fired from her editor position at Vanderpump, and she released a an open letter. <laughs> the self-importance really jumped out there. I mean, I guess I really shouldn't be roasting her for self-importance because I'm already talking about her now the second time on this podcast. But you know what? There's not a whole lot of real news, you guys, and I'm living for the drama. So anywhere I can get it, even if it's a former editor of a reality show that makes me mad, I'm going to talk about it, okay? And I just think that this letter is so funny. I really want to try not to... Uh, get into the whole thing. Should I? No, I'm just going to go here, skip here and there. I'm not going to do the whole thing. So she wrote a, an article to a website called the reality TV therapist. It quickly got taken down, but of course the internet is forever. Reddit is forever. And it was shown, it was saved and people were able to post it. So here's what will be the start of the episode, or, <laughs> sorry, the start of her open letter. This letter will be my only comment on the matter, as there are too many actually serious issues to be turning our attention to, but my reputation has been attacked, and I felt one statement was necessary before I move on. A couple of months ago, I was on podcast Twisted Plot, a tiny operation. Why did you have to say that? An effort of positivity from a fan of pop culture, life, and reality TV. As an editor, I do my job in the background, and I've never been asked to gush about it, so I had a great time talking about my job, filled with the banter that has now been taken out of context by the gossip rags. There were a handful of listens and nothing more. Why would you... Again, why is she, like, shading this girl for having a small podcast, y'all? She did the work girl okay and you went on the podcast not once but twice anyway 10 weeks later my second episode of the current season of Vanderpump Rules aired and the podcaster and I agreed to do a second podcast but this time we had a goal to make an answer to the conversation about a certain producer who had received an inappropriate amount of ire for his part on the show an explanation that production is a huge collaborative effort and that you cannot blame one person for the decisions that are made Reality TV is made up of producers, yes, but that's a vague term. There are field producers who interact with the cast, story producers who are the first to watch and analyze footage, executive producers who make the authoritative calls, and network producers who have a final say over everything. 
Never should one person take a hit for the uh, whole show. Okay. Totally fair statement. I, I, I agree with that. I can't, nobody can argue that. Of course, she's not the only person who's making executive decisions as to what goes on the show, how it's presented on the show, blah, blah, blah. Like I said before, of course, Sheena did all of these things that we see. Otherwise, there would not be footage, correct? But I think, it, to me, it's that the girl had too much dip on her chip. She was feeling herself a little too much. She was a little bit too comfortable on this podcast. I think as an editor, your job should be to be seen and not heard. And by seen, I mean your work to be seen, not you. <laughs> um, I think that the things that she said were just like unprofessional and unkind. And, you know, I, you know, a lot of us, I, I imagine everybody that listens to this, is a connoisseur of reality TV. So it's not like we are like under the impression that, you know, <laughs> that like one, she was the only person who was in charge Two, that things, you know, it's an, enter- it's entertainment, it's TV. It is, you know, things are maybe exaggerated or fictionalized or whatever, overly produced, whatever you want to call it for the sake of entertainment. Of course. Um, with that being said, I think to say that you perhaps like had maybe to say that she had a personal vendetta against Sheena is going too far, but to say like, oh, these people should be kissing my ass because if not, these are the consequences that I make you look embarrassing. Um, I think that's just like a really unprofessional thing to say. I, you know, we would all love to hear all of these, you know, behind the scenes insider information but I think the things that she was saying are things that you say when the show is over when your job with the show is over I think it just seems to me like she has an overinflated sense of her worth while also downplaying what she did and what she said okay so it goes on to say <clears throat> Ironically, I'm now the fall guy for a problem with the show. But, yeah, you're the fall guy because you're the person who said everything. <laughs> like, of course. Like, who who else are, are people going to have, feel some type of way about? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, then she goes on to say, To the critics who have made it their mission to get me fired, you have succeeded in your short-sighted mission and solved nothing. I've been removed from the show I love, and while it's a heartbreak for me because I genuinely loved editing the show, it will not ruin me professionally, nor will it change the editing of the show at all. The only thing that will change is that you'll no longer have that specific quote-unquote re-flare, which you surely never realized as such before. But if you go back and watch the episodes that I edited, you will start to see my mark. Okay, aside from that, whatever else you thought you were accomplishing by getting rid of me, you didn't. I disagree with that. Do I think that people should be fired for something like this? Uh, kind of. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if you were making your talent, the talent of the show, uncomfortable and you were openly admitting to having, like, beef, taken out of context or not, like, 
I don't think that's fair to the people who are on the show. I don't think it's fair for, I mean, to me, it's like her job, anywhere from like, as long as you're not on the cast, I don't think anybody should be playing favorites. I don't think anybody should be involved in these cast members' lives. I don't think, I think they should all have like a, you know, like an unbiased impression of these people. I, I just don't, I think it's weird to get overly involved with them. I I understand like, yeah, if you've had producers that are like field producers, they're they, like, yeah, okay, maybe you would have like a banter with them, a friendship with them in a certain way. But it's also like, I don't think it should go more, I don't think it should go further than like it being your favorite person at the office, like right? Like, you guys don't hang out with each other, but, like, you understand that there's, like, you know, like, you make jokes together, you do that and the other, but then it's, like, you go home and you have a separation of your life, your work, and your real life with your family, your friends, whatever. Um, so, then she goes on to say, to any cast members who wanted me out, I'm out. But right behind me is another editor who does the same kind of work as me. And the nine other fantastic and highly skilled editors who also took part in creating this past season and who will continue to do their jobs. In addition, the network and higher executives who've actually made the calls that you may or may not be happy with remain absolutely the same. In other words, you have not changed the system. Okay. Okay. I think we're getting a little militant about the show. <laughs> um you, the rich and empowered celebrities feeling threatened by me, a freelance worker with no union protections, have used your sway to demote me, but your problem is not and was not me. Perhaps your problem is that you chose to be on reality TV and you didn't know what goes into it. Now you know, but you didn't change a thing. This to me is like, okay, well, obviously you're feeling some type of way about it, right? Like, <laughs> like uh, you're tight. You're salty. Eh. I, I just think, like, what was the purpose of saying something like that? Because now it's like, okay, now if there are other talent, other celebrities, cast members on other shows that you want to work with, are they going to hear about that and not want you to be on their show? Because I don't, I would feel some type of way about somebody who would say something like that, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I think at this point... Sheena's been a pretty good team player, really, from what I've seen up until this particular season. As far as my memory goes, I feel like Sheena's been a pretty good team player. I She knows the industry. This wasn't her first time at the rodeo. I, I think she's not, Sheena's not stupid, right? She understands the ins and outs of the show. You may not like it. Not everything is going to be great. Not everything is going to feel like it's worth the paycheck. But at the end of the day, I think she understands that this is part of the process that you're not always going to be perceived well. But I think there's a difference between not being perceived well. And, and frankly, I think that there are a lot of other people on the cast that could, would probably, you know, <laughs> like, probably take to, don't take as well to how they're portrayed on the show. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. The point is, I think Sheena knows exactly what, what she's, the situation that she's in. But I think, okay, there's a difference between not being perceived well on the show for, like, 
being a dick or having substance, like being drunk all the time or whatever. And there's a line where like, it's being suggested that you're into teenagers, you know, <laughs> like, like that for me would be a line. I, I would feel some type of way if people genuinely thought that I was hitting on a 15, 16 year old. Um, then let me say, uh, then she goes on to end it with to everyone. Okay. So <laughs> she addresses to her supporters, to her cast members, to her critics, to her colleagues and supervisors at Vanderpump, um, to everyone. Someday you'll be watching a show, laughing at some little moment, and you won't know that I actually edited that. You probably won't be waiting, waiting for the credits to see who edited it, because editors are the invisible labors who make your TV hours fun. Yeah, but that's not what you were doing. You weren't being invisible, were you? <laughs> um, the cast is crucial to make a show what it is, because they are the ones who do and say all the funny things. But without an editor, a cast is just a bunch of YouTube channels and Instagram stories without outside perspective. Editors are crucial to storytelling, but through all this I learned something else. People love stories, but they don't really want to know where their stories come from. I spoke too much by speaking at all. I didn't say anything untrue or secretive. I was fired for saying anything at all. And because I'm a freelance worker with no union and no influencer power, I'm easily fireable. I'm sure you can drop the other scandals that have rocked this franchise and the others on the same network and the apology tours that followed. I wasn't given that option. Yeah, because you're not talent. You're not a <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you understand that, like, yeah, I don't have these protections, and yeah, it sucks, like, yeah, you know, I don't have a union, I don't have these protections, then, like, maybe that would be in your best interest to tighten, tighten your lips, right? <laughs> to protect your job, because you know that you're in a space and an industry that doesn't protect you, and you know that there are... 10, 20 other people who can do the exact same thing that you do, but who aren't going to be feeling themselves and going on podcasts talking about, you better kiss my ass, otherwise I'm going to make you look bad. Like, if she had just said, I don't know, like the three sentences about like, you know, how the, the importance of editors and, and how if she had just said like okay <clears throat> i understand that my job is to be invisible and i put myself in a position where i made myself visible by making other people feel bad and i understand that that is not my job and i understand that because of the position I am in as a freelance worker, I should have been smarter about what it is that I went on a public podcast saying regardless of whether or not it was a tiny operation. And I feel really shitty about that. You don't have to go and say like, oh, there are, you know, whether I'm there or not, there are going to be people that are be doing, doing the same job and oh, woe is me, I'm, you know, like, I'm just a freelance worker who, you know, like, I work freelance, and I understand that, like, yeah, there are things, you're gonna have to eat shit sometimes, you're gonna have to keep your mouth shut, you're gonna have to, 
you know, like there are secrets that need to be held in the vault and like whether or not you could have done the podcast, you could have still done the interview, but not said all of these things that make the talent uncomfortable because at the end of the day, like you said, you are a disposable cog in the machine. There could be a bunch of people and the more, and I think this is kind of, I mean, she, she does say at some point that like, um, you know, like she's already gotten another job and like how cool it is because she's been working on Vanderpump for rule rules for years now. And she's been, you know, like how excited her colleagues are that they're, that she's finally going to be able to work on these other shows now. So this like actually freed up time for her. Like, I don't know. I just, it like, if I were great, I, I think it's probably great that she has so many friends in the industry because like, if she didn't, I, I would, if I were somebody who was responsible for hiring her, I'd be like, I, I don't know. She seems kind of like a loose cannon and it doesn't really seem worth it, especially when there are dozens of other people who can do the job and don't, you know, uh, you know, because ultimately it's like, you're putting attention on the show as a whole, even though you were the one who said it, it makes everybody look bad. Everybody on the back end look bad. It makes everybody seem like these like petty monsters. Y- you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about this too much. <laughs> uh, let's go into some other. All right, you guys, let's get cozy. Let's put on our skims loungewear. And step right into the Kardashian corner, shall we? Get real cozy here, because some fuck shit's about to happen. <laughs> no, it's not yet another story about how Kim and Kanye can't stand each other, staying on different wings of the house, or trying to travel to get away with each other, how Kim can't stand him. Those stories at this point are coming out twice a week, so I'm not going to bore you with it. Let's get into something that we all knew was inevitable. Whether or not Tristan is having another baby. Is it by Chloe? Not yet. <laughs> but, let, but let's get into this story. So there's a lady named Kim Alexander who came out on the podcast, or excuse me, on the blog, Gossip of the City, who released um, text messages and a paternity test from Tristan that came out negative. Um, she is mad. Why is she mad? Because she feels like they were not, the paternity test was not done in a neutral space. So she comes out with all of the shit to the blogs, lets them know how mad she is, lets everybody publicly know that she wants to have uh, another neutral space done, another paternity test done in a neutral space. Step two of what happens. Gossip of the City, the same blog that she released this information to, started alleging that Chloe was pregnant again by Tristan, having a girl. They released a picture, y'all, that was, like, <laughs> laughable. I mean, of all of the, like, is she or is she not pregnant pictures, this quote-unquote quote proof that they had was beyond it is a picture of her a selfie that she took with uh penelope true and i want to say mason or maybe it was north um she's clearly wearing a sports bra but the only reason why you can clearly tell that she's wearing a sports bra is because you can see just like 
you know, just below the boob, like the part of her rib cage, like a section of her rib cage. Like we're talking like a, like a three inches most of her rib side area. Not a chance in hell <laughs> that you can, that you can make any determination about whether or not somebody is pregnant by this three inch of three inches of exposed skin. So Twitter gets crazy. Chloe starts trending. Jordan starts trending. The tweets come in one after the other. You're such a dummy. How could you get pregnant by this man again? How could you get pregnant by this man knowing that you dogged Jordan Woods out? And now the relationship between Jordan and Kylie is destroyed. You went on your TV show and said this, that, and the third about how she messed up your whole family, ruined your whole life, and now here you are getting pregnant again, letting this Jamaican fill up your patty with his beef, right? So Chloe comes out on Twitter and is basically like, how dare you guys? You are going to be going off on the rails about rumors. It's not true. This is so hurtful. Blah, blah, blah. She, like, kind of, basically sort of said, like, she didn't explicitly say, I am not pregnant, but she did say, like, these are rumors and it's false. Okay. So now we're circling back to Tristan and his daddy, daddy sauce, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) such a gross term. Um... So basically what's happening is that this child that Kim has is six years old. We know True's only two. We know the one before that Prince is three. So we're talking about a relationship or a rendezvous, whatever that you want to call it, years before Tristan and Chloe even knew each other, right? She was married, right? Like, happily, well, seemingly happily married to Lamar when he allegedly had this child. Or not. Hooked up with her, right? I mean, she's got his number. He obviously knows this woman. So, she's pissed because she feels like they use the lab. The lab that was used is the lab that the Kardashians have used before for their DNA test. Is, whew, it's a, it's a, it, you know, you don't want to have to say that. Like we have a, we have a, a family go to lab testing for our DNA, right? For a paternity test, right? Anyway, um, so she wants to take another test in a neutral with a neutral lab. He says that he will agree to it, but he wants something called like an AABB testing. I'm not a geneticist or a scientist. I can barely, you know, read. So I don't really know what that means, right? But at this point, Chloe and it has come out now that one, both Chloe and Tristan as a duo have written this girl a cease and desist letter um, from Marty Singer, the family lawyer, one of the family lawyers, right? Two, 
there was a an article released about how Tristan has been totally transparent with Chloe about this whole thing. By the way, the paternity test was taken in January of this year. How Tristan's been totally transparent this whole situation, that he was honest with Chloe, blah, blah, blah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so between the joint C&D letter and this article about how transparent he's been, doesn't this sound like they're in a relationship? Because, like, did Jordan Craig, baby mama number one, also get this honesty about the paternity test? Because I feel like she probably didn't. And to me, it's like, unless you guys are in a relationship or are trying to be in a relationship, working on your relationship, like, okay, sure, she's a Kardashian. There is something to be said about saying, like, getting ahead of the story and her not finding out that he took this test without her knowledge, right? Okay, fair. Because we all know what people are going to say, which is exactly what they said on Twitter. But on the other hand, it's like, why did this article about him telling Chloe need to come out unless you guys are building a case for you guys getting back together? Like, that's a private conversation that needs to be had, and it seems like a very unnecessary, unnecessary article that needs to come out unless y'all are together, why are you guys jointly filing the C and D letter to this woman? Unless y'all are talking to each other at minimum, right? Like it just doesn't really make sense to me. Listen, I've been saying that they've been fucking this whole time and that it's only a matter of time before Chloe gets pregnant again. They've been setting the foundation for this on the show by Chloe freezing her eggs, having a conversation with Tristan about, you know, I want true, true to have kids and, you know, maybe they'll be by you and maybe I'll, you know, fertilize some of these eggs and freeze some of them. We'll do embryos, you know, for some and then frozen eggs for the other. He was totally on board with this. You're setting up the foundation to me as a Kardashian scholar of, hey, uh, maybe in September, December, January, I'm going to come out pregnant and we won't have to admit that you've been nutting in me this whole time because we all saw on the show that I had frozen my eggs, right? 
so we don't have to admit it, right? We're just great co-parents that have happened to be living together for months now. <laughs> and he's been, you know, even though I've been telling people that he's free to visit True whenever he wants under the pandemic, I just think it's all very convenient. I would love to know how often he's been seeing Prince, who also lives in L.A., his other child. I would love to know a lot of things. But I think 2021, we're going to get a new batch. This is my prediction. A new batch of Kardashian babies. Kylie, I'm looking at you. Chloe, I'm looking at you. It's been made very clear that Kim's not trying to have another baby with Kanye because he's driving her, driving her up the wall <laughs> under the pandemic. She can't stand his ass. Um, so let's just see. Let's see if my prediction proves correct, you guys. You guys, I've done it. I finally finished the juggernaut of a Bravo show that is Summer House. Here to talk to me about that is one of my favorite people on the internet, Christy Styles. Hello, Christy. Hi. How are you? I am very hungover today, so it's appropriate that we're talking about the biggest drunks on Bravo. <laughs> um, so have you been watching since the beginning? Because I know you have got like a Pittsburgh connection. Yes, unfortunately I have uh, since day one. Um, yes, exactly. I went to high school with Carl. Well, he's older than me. I would like to throw that out there. But yes, <laughs> I've been watching since the beginning. I love that. Um, have you ever been to the Hamptons? Because I have not. No, I haven't. That's, I'm surprised you haven't living out there. I know. It, I, I'm really like not living the lifestyle that I deserve. And so <laughs> I actually really wanted to go to the Hamptons this summer, but that's not going to be happening. So yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um so yeah I just wanted to like have a, a chat about season four um because I feel like I've been behind everybody's been talking about it now that I'm finally caught up I'm like oh I need to get into this so first of all I think we should talk about Jordan oh Jordan. my god <laughs> Jordan came in like a I don't even know what you would call it, season three. So I was shocked to see him coming back for more punishment in season four, given how much he was like a habitual liar. Right, right. And people hated him. Like, I think his feedback was really bad, like, yeah. in general. And I know that, like, I'm pretty sure he lost his job at, did he work at Betches too? First of all, what's a man doing working at Betches? What was he possibly doing? I have no idea if he was like a content creator or I really don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, he was working at Betches. Um, yeah, well, maybe that's why he came back because he needed a check. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, so for him to come back in season four and to have supposedly been the one who brought Jules to the show and to find out that they had some sort of relationship, if you want to call it that, that was like shocking to me. It, yeah, very. I have no idea. Jules, I feel like, perplexes me more than Jordan. I agree. I I mean, it seems like she, because they opened on season four, and she had only been in New York, living in New York for, like, that week before she went to the Hamptons house. So, 
I find, what were your thoughts on Jules? Because I found her to be very, like, insecure, but I also didn't like the way people treated her. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think it was a mix of both. Like, she definitely is insecure, but she also will, like, fight back. Like, she screamed at Carl, and she seemed to, like, stir the pot with the girls, with, like, Lindsay and then Hannah, and, you know, she kind of knew what she was doing, so that makes me a little skeptical. Right. Um, So, (sighs) do you think that at any point she was actually really attracted to Jordan or Carl or even Craig? Or do you think she was just doing what she had to do to be on the show? I just forgot, actually, that she fucked Craig and now I'm furious. (laughs) Because I love Craig. Um, I, it's hard to tell because I feel like there was a lot of, like, internet chatter about Jules being, like, fake as shit and, you know, like, be actually being like a monster in real life and really I don't know yeah like it's everybody was like well I feel like she was cast like I feel like the way that um what's what's that idiot's name on Vanderpump the YouTuber like he was apparently cast oh so um, Brett Brett yes yes (laughs) so I just feel like that's kind of like the same direction Jules went into like it, she just didn't fit in like she was not she tried I mean she tried to make herself you know part of the cast by trying to fuck everybody but <laughs> including Paige yeah yeah that um, was weird too I I don't know that was weird and I I really like hated I really didn't really have like a super strong feeling about Jules one way or the other but I right. hated the fact like Carl kicked her out in such a nasty way because it seemed like obviously like Jordan was trying to get her out of the house and so their reaction to wanting her to also be kicked out didn't really make sense to me I just don't understand where that even came from like I don't either you guys have plenty of room it seems like there's always people coming and staying and like there's people in and out of the house so what is the harm with having Jules there so that's almost like why I feel like ever the unspoken thing here is that she might just be you know nasty right there has to be more to it than just like oh well Jordan wants you kicked out so you need to go too like that's not that's not how that works yeah especially because he wasn't even like technically included so right right I don't but I didn't like I feel like the girls really did leave her out so like that made me feel for her but I don't know she was she's a tough read I I have no idea yeah you're right like I, I just don't have a read on her you're right like I, I can't make heads or tails and now that you're saying that people think she's a monster in real life that really adds another layer to me yeah I mean I just feel like if she was cast I feel like she is acting to a certain degree so I don't know if she was into Jordan who could be <laughs> well that's what I was wondering like how is <laughs> impossible <laughs> yeah that that's like the part that makes no sense to me like Jordan has no appeal. Like, he is a lizard man. I just, I really don't understand. When he came on season three talking about, like, oh, I broke the internet or I broke Bumble. <laughs> I'm so eligible and, like, I'm so hot and I have abs. It's like, yeah, anybody can have abs when you weigh 13 pounds. Like, that's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, like, and I don't know. As much as, like, I hate Kyle... 
Kyle has abs. Kyle's uh, like a. I guess he's hot. Like I just don't know why uh, Jordan came in with all this confidence. It just I don't know. Like in contrast to the other dudes in the house, it's like you're not living with a bunch of uggos. Where is this coming from? He had like small dick energy. Like you yes. know how guys who have big penises or they know they're good and bad. There's just that like inherent quality of like they're just chill about it whereas he just felt like he was like having to prove himself over and over and over and like nobody was even asking for him to do that oh yeah no he like I wonder I think this was brought up in season three but Hannah I think questioned him about being gay or being a virgin I feel like both (laughs) there's something there's definitely some like weird something going on like he definitely has like a weird relationship to sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. and I feel like he I agree and I I want to say I think he has some kind of mommy issue because I feel like he like weirdly brings her up yeah like the determination of like whether or not I'm going to introduce you to my like holy mother like okay dude (laughs) yeah it's very it's like very Bates and Bates motel You're totally right. Uh, Okay, Um, so let's get into Lindsay and Carl. So I found this incredibly shocking because it didn't really seem to me like they had much of a relationship, kind of like like Tom Tom Sandoval and like Stassi. Like you never really see them Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So to find out that like between season three and four that they had been hanging out and they were best friends and had been like he would come over to her house all the time and and that there was some like interest I was very confused by that I was confused by it too and I I couldn't tell if it was like just for the show like if they were just trying to like you know get a storyline going but I I don't know if Lindsay can act I no, I think on her end it was Full on. I think she really genuinely like, but I don't know. I also think that she likes guys who like her. Yes. And it's not really like, it's like, you know, like, oh, I'll just go with this because he's into me, which is like insane because she's so hot. She's so hot. And I, and it seems like she has like a career that, you know, existed outside of this show. And it seems like, you know, she has stuff going for her. So Carl, Carl, first of all, just exhausts me. But I he needs so much therapy. Like, I don't understand how a grown 35-year-old man, like this is like his behavior is like how you behave when you're like 20. Completely. Like his need to always be in a relationship and just like, oh, I'm just gonna go back to this girl, that like lame blonde girl that he tried to be boyfriend and girlfriend with at the end of season. Oh my gosh. Something and and to go like back and forth between Danielle and then there's Paige and then Lindsay and then Sarah, that random girl from Barry's boot camp. It's like, why do you need to be in a relationship so badly? Like, well, it make- yeah, like especially because it's it's clear that you aren't good at commitment. And why can't you just be single and just have that be your thing? Like, why? Right. Just just be single and like figure yourself out. Like it's okay. You don't have to be in a relationship. Like what is your what is the pressure on your end to like have a girlfriend? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like speaks to like most men, I think, who who are in their early twenties, which Carl I think is like 
maybe maybe he had some kind of trauma that like had him stuck like arrested development in his 20s but like most men I just I would never understand that like you not specifically me friends well no me I'm but like it's like you pursue me we have sex we talk all the time and then like you have to like stunt about how we're not dating or you don't want a relationship and it's like yeah dude that's fine right and it's I I found like it's like he needs to be in a relationship but he also doesn't want to be in one like he makes it very clear like when he and Lindsay had that talk and then we're like oh let's get together I feel like immediately I knew that this wasn't gonna work because Lindsay had made it very clear that like her goal is like marriage and kids and she's only dating with intention Mm -hmm. of like there but whereas he I think like I think if you start dating somebody who you're supposedly best friends with and you guys hang out all the time and you already know each other's backstory and blah 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 then you can't really start from back at square one which I think is like what Carl wanted to do whereas like Lindsay was like oh we're gonna do this okay well we're gonna start at step seven which is also not (laughs) something that you (laughs) It, it was like a real disconnect for me it was, and I feel like Carl always thinks, like, he, the next girl is going to be, like, the one. Like, I feel like he has a very fucked up notion about relationships and how they form. Like, I feel like he thinks if automatically it's not, like, you know, like, the chemistry isn't off the charts and you're not happy. And you, he thinks, like, you have to be hit over the head with, like, a mallet. You yeah. know, like like, this is the one. Like, it hits you in the face. It's like... No, dude, relationships grow. You have to, like, hang out with them for more than one weekend at the Hamptons. Like, I I just don't understand what he... He might just not know what a relationship is, if I'm being honest, because... (laughs) Yes, because, yeah, it's like... When he found out that that Sarah chick was not going to come... Like, they had been on one day, and then she was supposed to the Hamptons, and he flipped the fuck out and got (laughs) way... And it's like, bro, you need to chill out. And this is coming from me. <laughs> like, you yeah. need to calm the f down. Um, he he's very he's a very interesting person. I'm really glad that he announced that he's you know working on his sobriety because he needs to like figure everything out. Yeah, yeah. And I know. I mean, I know that he talked about this. I think in season one, but I just know from you know like growing up around him that his. I think his. I know his brother is an addict. I think his dad might have some issues as well. So I, it doesn't surprise me. Like if, if we found out that like all of this behavior was because he like was a raging alcoholic or was like using something, some sort of substance, I wouldn't be surprised because he's like a child and it's, it's really hard to watch honestly, because you want to hate him, but like, there's such a sadness to him. Yeah, yeah. Like he mentioned, like in season one, where he was on the phone with his mom, and she was saying, like, "Oh, the neighbors found your brother like passed out in their backyard." Like, oh, there's a real darkness to that. Yeah. So, like, he should be watching it either way if it runs in his family in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know because Carl also was an actor. Like he after he went to school he moved to LA and was out there for a while and that's where he had the infamous fivesome oh yeah he was in like a couple of like sad short movies if you look up his IMDB it he has some stuff on there but so that's why I'm like 
I part of me feels like his fuck boy is uh, is him putting on a show because he ha- you know that's what he feels he has to as a terrible white man living in the Hamptons. True. But <laughs> I'm also like there but like I said there's a there's a sadness to him. Like there's a dark energy and it just feels like he's really emotionally stunted. Like he can't get he needs to be in therapy really bad, I think. Yeah, like, there definitely seems to be some sort of, like, internal pressure to, like, be at some stage in his life in terms of, like, like, okay, well, I'm 35, well, I'm supposed to be married or on the way to being married, and, like, I'm just pursuing this because I feel like this is something that I should be doing, but it's, like, I don't feel like anybody's putting pressure on him to do that, so that kind of makes it even worse. It's, like, there's no reason for you to be feeling this way. Yeah, yeah, that's what, like, there's some sort of insecurity, and I don't know if it's, like, a massive fear of rejection or fear of failure, which I feel like that's mostly what paralyzes people the way that Carl seems to be, and so I just, I just wonder, because I'm, yeah, his mom's chill, I don't really know what his dad's deal is, I think his dad's successful, I feel like I was recently looking up his dad's LinkedIn, which is a dark journey. (laughs) Uh, is his dad in another relationship since his parents recently? Because he he cheated on his mom. Yes, the dad had an affair, and I feel like that really fucked with him, too. Yeah. Well, that's very dark. I hope he figures it all out. Um, yeah. Let's get into Luke and Hannah, because okay. I had a lot of... Well, before we could do that, let me let me get you hit you with a fuck Mary kill of Luke, Jordan, and Carl. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Okay, well I'm killing Jordan. <laughs> that was that's easy. Yeah. Um, I guess I w- I'm going to marry Luke and fuck Carl. I don't want to fuck any of them. <laughs> but I people were like really going in about how hot Luke was and like blondes are not really my thing. Mm. Like, I get it in the, like, abs of it all, but, like, he's just not really my... He doesn't do anything for me. Oh, really? Okay. See, I thought he's... His facial structure, really, is what I liked. Okay. Fair. Like, very chiseled. Yeah. Um, I, liked, I liked the beard. I do and love maybe, the beard. Maybe it's because, like, I'm picking up on, like, his, like, Midwest energy that I really, really thought he was hot. I mean, his personality is shit, but... Yeah, I I found Luke to be another, like, very interesting guy because just, like, the way he navigated the relationship with Hannah was very strange to me. Like, we get it. Like, I thought it was really interesting that, like, he had been in that long-term relationship and he was going to propose, but then, like, the girl put hands on him and he had to finish, end the relationship. Like, I actually thought that that was, like, really interesting to see a man say, like, she got physical with me and like, so I couldn't do that anymore. Cause I feel like we rarely see men talking about stuff like that. Oh, definitely. Um, but I also just like the way he hand, like, do you think that he ever really actually liked Hannah or do you feel like she was just like the one that was available in the house? It's hard to say. I feel like they did have chemistry. Like, I feel like that, ki- that was pretty clear, but I also don't know if it was just like a flirty friend energy. Like, do you have, like, guy friends who you just, like, whether or not you've ever, like, you know, hooked up with them, kissed them or whatever, but you just always had this, like, weird, sexy energy with? Yeah, for sure. 
I yeah, same. And I feel like that's what I picked up on between the two of them. It's very strange to me that another man with a weird relationship to sex, because why didn't he just I'm sorry, you're gonna go down on her for three hours? Like just have sex. What do you mean? And like, especially like it would be one thing if he was not having sex at all, but like he yes. made it very that he had been having sex with other girls the whole time. So, like, what's the problem? The problem is that you really like her? Like, get real. That, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, certainly when you're, like, 30-something. Exactly, yeah. Like, I get, like, you know, you want to hold if you want to hold out for the first few weeks of a relationship, whatever, that makes sense. I mean, sex is, like, it's very, it's a, it's scary if you don't know the person. I get it, but... Um, okay. And, and let's just say, you know, going on his, his excuse that he wanted to break things off with a girl at home first, but I'm sorry. Do you think that this girl would be happy that you ate another woman's (laughs) pussy for three, like three hours? Like that, does that make it better? Just fuck. I don't think she's any better. And that she gave like, come on. Yeah. You, you guys, you guys blew each other. Like that's that's sex. Like, just have sex. That's You're there. Sex. It's it's very strange that they never even went there. And like, oh, you and you're saying you're starting that started up something with that girl Yelena after you said that you were interested in Hannah. So now she's got to wait. Hannah's got to wait for you to end it with that girl. And but also like you're taking her out to go meet the boys. You're at like actual friends back in Manhattan, and like it just doesn't make sense to me. No, is really confusing. And what did you think about like the girls' involvement in Hannah and Luke's situation? Well, I don't know because I I guess I kind of see both sides. Like, let Hannah do her thing. Yeah. And like Lindsay said, like let your friend get eaten out for hours and be happy for her. Like I would love that for my friend. But I think his. I think it's they just really misdirected their anger like I feel like and they didn't articulate it well it's like they feel like you're getting played but which you were and I I get their confusion because I'm confused about what Luke wanted too but like they just approached it in the wrong way like they didn't come off as like good protective friends they just came off as like petty bitches Yeah, and I feel like you have to learn at some point, you can only say something to your friends so many times before you just have to let that shit go. (laughs) Like, at at some point, like, it's not going to be, like, she's going to know if it doesn't work out that you guys said something to her, and you don't have to say I told you so, and you don't have to, like, keep harping on the fact that you guys don't think that he is right for her. Like, it's okay. If she wants to keep doing it, then just let her do it. Yeah, I mean... I have one of my college roommate who's like my best friend. So she was back and forth with her high school boyfriend, all of college. And he like cheated on her with, he went back and forth between his two high school girlfriends, like constantly. But it was very confusing for me because I loved him. Like he, it was really weird. It was really like caused me a lot of cognitive dissonance because he was so thoughtful and caring. He's always the first person to text me on my birthday. Like he would text me if I drove to Columbus or, you know, drove to Athens, whatever. He would always text me to make sure I got home. Okay. Even when he wasn't dating my friend, like he's just a very 
funny, thoughtful, kind person. But then he has this other side of him where he just cheats on my friend all the time. So I always, you know, was like, you know, I tried to be as supportive as I could. Mm-hmm. But also I liked this guy, so I couldn't just shit on him. So they got back together and now they're engaged. But I remember like when she told me like they were starting to hook up again, I was like, listen, I'm going to say this once. You know, I love him. Right. Um, I don't trust him. If you do, I, you know, then then I'll trust you. And I'm only going to say this once. I don't know if it's a good idea. But, you know, if if you know what to do, protect your heart. And that's it. To quote Sheena Shea, protect your heart. <laughs> completely it yeah it, it, but I also felt like there were shades of like they obviously didn't like Luke because there were times where he would just like be a total dick to them for like no reason yes and be like shady towards them and I get that but it's also like that's your guy's situation and I think he's just reacting to the fact that like you guys are going really hard on like trying to protect Hannah and make him look like a bad dude which yeah. like he but it's also like you know yeah just let, yeah let her do what she wants like she's a big girl and she herself was like I'm sure she had that dude at the beginning of the summer she handled that well like mm-hmm. why, why do you there's no indication that Hannah like can't take care of herself right or that well, yeah like she doesn't know what she's doing like I thought she handled the situation really well with that, you know, guy that looked like the dude from Love is Blind, um, Armand. And, uh, you know, just let her do it. And especially, like, if you girls, I don't know. It reminded me kind of, like, of, like, Stassi and Katie versus uh, Kristen. It's like they're in their relationships with their older guys, and so they feel like they've got it all figured out even though they don't. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like they feel like they're the in the authorities because they're in these serious relationships. And Hannah's just like a dumb idiot who doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And, and also like how Paige and Amanda both, I think Hannah too, they're all like still in their like what? They're like 26, 27. Like you guys aren't like, you're like, you don't have like a marriage that stood the test of time. Like you guys have boyfriends and I mean, ha- Amanda, first of all. Yeah, can we let's get into Amanda and Kyle. Wow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Dark. 
<laughs> talk about two people who really need a talking to about not being together. Okay, so I really went back and forth on them for a while. Like, I kind of think, well, first of all, I think I just am in love with Amanda. I think she, not personality, just looks. Like, her body is fucking crazy. It's so annoying. And, like, I love her hair color. I love her. I think her face is very unique. And I like her nose ring. I agree. She's pretty to me, like, in the way that Naomi was pretty from Southern Charm. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Job, which was like so disappointing to me because I thought she had such like a cute little nose and yeah. I like a candle every day that Amanda does not get a nose job because I think it looks really good on her mm-hmm. yeah she's like effortlessly hot and it's just like you can tell like she's just never had to worry about like eating being on a diet or anything like she's ugh, ugh. I know I know her body's crazy like she has a butt in those like big naturals on this <laughs> tiny little body I'm like well how does that happen and her skin tone, everything. But yeah. Yeah. so I've seen moments of them, like, you know, when we get the like big brother footage of them, like laying in bed and joking that like, I think is cute. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough to keep you going. Like <laughs> having a few moments where you guys laugh together. That's not, you know, that's not going to squash these massive issues that you guys have and will have forever. A hundred percent. Like, it seems to me like Kyle likes Amanda because, as he recalled her, like, last season, she's, like, Mrs. Send It, and she'll, like, rage and get drunk with you, and she'll, like, be on your level to a certain point. But, yeah, that that does not a marriage or a relationship really make (laughs) when you guys are sober. Like, you know, when... They moved in. Amanda was saying, like, he treats her like her, it's like living with her dad. Like, he's always on her about, like, cleaning up after herself, blah, 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 which is, like, fair, but it's also, like, <laughs> you guys got to figure this shit out. Like, it's yeah. just people, and she was blaming it on the fact that, like, she was working for Loverboy, but also had, like, her real life job. But I think it had to be more than that. Oh, it definitely was. And I'm really disappointed in her that she left. She was a, um, I think I looked on her LinkedIn too. Oh my God. But she worked, she was a graphic designer for L'Occitane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a beauty company. Like, I don't know what, if it was just them or if they're like under an umbrella of, you know, like um, how L'Oreal owns fucking everything. I think it was something like that. She was a graphic designer. Like that's a cool job. Especially for like a 25 year old. Yeah, definitely. Like she had her shit together and then now... How long is Loverboy going to be around? And is it even around? I've heard good things about it. I've heard really good things about the white tea peach. And I I don't know. I mean, I can't be bothered to spend $40 on the cans. And I'm not going to, like, sit in line at a Whole Foods for, <laughs> you know, for, like, a single can of Loverboy. But, um, you know... <sighs> I don't know. I've heard, I, re- I really have heard good things. So I find I am, it very. I believe it. I imagine it's good. I mean, I am. I love a seltzer, like unabashedly. That's like all I've I've been doing in quarantine is like just trying new seltzers. <laughs> so I believe it. I'm sure it would be good. I had a a green tea beer a couple weeks ago. Like I got like a make your own six pack thing at this mm-hmm. local place near my house, and it was like a green honey green tea beer, and it was delicious. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, like it was it was sweet but not too sweet. It still tasted like beer, 
I don't know. It was delicious. So I could see me loving Loverboy. It also has like a, a low ABV. I think it's only like 4.2%, which okay. I feel like it's easier to make it taste good when there's not much alcohol in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I also wonder like where did Kyle get his money? Because his family looks like they're comfortable, but not like wealthy. Yeah, yeah. I remember we saw his his childhood house. I mean, it, I mean, it was in where New England somewhere. Yeah, Maine maybe. I don't know. Okay, yeah, it was nice, and it's you know like I think they're comfortable, like you said. I don't know, like I'm trying to remember. I think he was an investor in an original investor, if I'm not mistaken, in Bird Dog. Those like sh- those shorts. Is that what it's called, Bird Dog? Oh, I don't know. Cat Bird. Something like, something, something like that. But they're like, uh, they're men's like athletic shorts, but like they have like, they have like built in underwear. I don't, I don't know. My, both of my brothers wear them like religiously. So. Interesting. I, yeah, I really want to know like where Kyle and Lindsay, how they got their money because they seem like they're really comfortable and New York comfortable is like a different comfortable for the rest of the world mm-hmm. um because like it seems like Lindsay doesn't really have a relationship with her parents maybe she's close to her dad or something but like yeah I just wonder like where where's this money coming from and how they were able to make it on their own um but back to like Kyle and Amanda like do you I heard that they are still trying to film this summer yeah is that like they're all going to be self-isolating for a couple weeks and then go out to the Hamptons and then they're just going to be stuck in the house which I think is going to be like a nightmare for Kyle and Amanda oh definitely I mean I think that they will stay together I think that they're gonna they're this is how I feel about a lot of like tv relationships especially like young people where we've seen kind of their relationship form I feel like they'll stay together just to spite the masses Mm mm-hmm like, I feel like they're going to get married because everybody thinks it's such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, Yeah, like, I feel like there there really is no out for them, or they feel like there is not one. Um, especially, like, you know, not to talk about Vanderpump again, but it's like, I, I imagine it's probably how Katie and Schwartz feel. Like, yeah. we all have this, like, nuclear group, and so, like, if we broke up, what would that even look like? Plus, we're on a show... You know, there's, like, that weird reality TV pressure to stay together. Oh, definitely. And I feel like, like, Katie, especially, she's a Capricorn, so, you know, she's stubborn as all hell. So I don't think that she's going to end that anytime soon. Maybe when the show's over, but no. And I don't think Amanda and Kyle are going to give it up either. I... I'm stressed about this relationship (laughs) because I actually kind of like Kyle. Like, I feel like we could be like, maybe not great friends, but I feel like he seems like when he's sober that he's like, or even like a, you know, if he's even like up to five beers in that he's like quick and funny and smart. And like, he knows what he's talking about. Um, And I don't think I would like Amanda. (laughs) I see. I like well, not anymore, but last season I really came around on Amanda. This season she kind of was – she she really great – I don't know. Maybe it was just her inserting herself in Hannah's 
business that made me not yeah. like her anymore. I don't know. I think she's funny. Like, I feel like on social media, she's has a better personality than she does on the show, which. Okay. I'll have to know. check that out. I remember there was a, there was somebody commented on like a photo of her and Kyle and was like, uh, do you love whenever he goes around cheating on you or something? And she just commented back. She's like, I love it. <laughs> oh gosh. Do you think that he's cheated on her again? Yes, really? Definitely. I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give men excuses, but specifically this man but like if you get that drunk all the time and you're as social as you seem like how do you not yeah I mean there has to be things that he just like doesn't remember oh yeah definitely I mean he yeah he tries to do the Schwartz like oh I might have kissed a girl I don't remember (sighs) yeah oh was it the cliffhanger last season when like Amanda like had him the dm the girl to see if they made out like can you imagine (laughs) can you imagine being like and like somebody made a good point of like what if he just hit her up earlier and was like just say that you don't know me like i'm gonna dm you and just say that you've never met me before yeah there's literally nothing stopping that from happening especially because like i can't imagine because like Lindsay found out because it was her friend's sister and I just like, why would her friend's sister lie about that when Lindsay could very easily confirm? Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, he a hundred percent has. He's probably somehow found a way to cheat on her in quarantine. <laughs> this was this was like one of my favorite things about the pandemic. You know, you always have to find a silver lining. Is that I've just been waiting on finding out like if people get coronavirus because they've been stepping out. And they got it from, like, the person that they're cheating with. Oh, my God. I would love that. I don't even care if it's nobody important. Like, if Daily Mail just wrote up a story of, like, a Florida man this happening, <laughs> I I would read the shit out of that article. <laughs> um, I just have one last question, and I don't think you can really answer, um, about Danielle. Why? Just why? Like, why is Danielle on the show? I... I don't know. She brings nothing to the table. Nothing. Like, I don't know. It seems like maybe because she's always down to party. So I guess they think maybe eventually something will happen. But has she ever, like, have we ever had a storyline that, like, actually played out and, like, was a big thing with her? I mean, just the part where, like, Okay, it's like, yeah, okay, you dated Kyle or Carl, and it was weird for you to be in the house with, you know, twin to the single one. Okay, but that wasn't that big of a deal. And, like, yeah, she made out with Jordan, and he told everybody that that's, like, not the girl he would take home to his beloved mother. Okay, but, like, after that, like, she's had a year and a half of just, like, chilling and getting a paycheck, which, like, I'm not mad at. I would love to do that. But also, like... Why are you here? Why yeah. Here? <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea why she's there. But And I don't dislike her. Like, she seems like... I feel like I might be friends with her in real life. Like, she seems... She you know, fun. Yeah, she seems reasonable, fun, easygoing. She works hard, clearly, because 
She's constantly on the train. <laughs> Always taking the jitney. Um, that poor girl can't even get like a like a car from Bravo to take her to the summer house for free. <laughs> What what do you think about just as a whole, like I guess as an addition, uh, Paige and Hannah? Um, I think that they're I think that they like integrated well with the older cast or the original cast. Um I don't really care about them. <laughs> I don't really care about them, but like they're fine. Like Paige does what she has to do like I like their friendship and they see very close and like her friendship with Amanda like that's nice it's nice to see like girls that really love each other but like other than that like whatever what what do you feel I think Paige is really funny and I think that Hannah thinks she's the funny one oh okay yes I will I will give you that for sure I do if I never if I never saw any of Hannah's Instagram or Twitter or any of that, I think I would like her much more than I do. See, I have I have not really checked on any of their social medias. Um, from what I can gather about Hannah as a podcaster, she seems like somebody who thinks that like loud is funny. And <laughs> yes. if screaming, then that is somehow humor. I don't know. Have you listened to her podcast? I have listened to a couple episodes. Um just depending on who the guest is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I mean, she's not a bad interviewer. Like, I... Is her podcast under the Betches umbrella? I think it was, but I don't think so anymore. Okay. I think that they all got fired from Betches. That's tight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, if I were going to, like, bank on somebody's personality making them successful, it would not be Hannah. It would be Paige. Yeah, and Paige, all, Paige is doing her thing, like, it was a, it was, I think it was just, like, a little thing she did for her own personal uh, Instagram story. She called it Front Page News, and she would just, like, on her, walking to work would just, like, t- talk about, like, the main, like, you know, pop culture headlines. And now oh. I'm pretty sure it's, like, picked, I want to say, like, maybe Snapchat or something picked it up because it's, like, a sponsored thing now, which is good. That's cool. Yeah, she could get her, like, a little cute, like, show on E! Or, like, be a correspondent on E! Yeah, she would be, I think she's good at hosting. Like, that. she's so cute and little, and she has style, so I think that would be a really good route for her. Yeah, I could see her, like, having a conversation with, like, Mario Lopez about what he's up to these days. <laughs> I could see that. Definitely, definitely. Her and Jason Kennedy. <laughs> Is he still on E? I think he is. Oh, Who's boy. to say? You know. <laughs> I'll never know. I'm never going to find out. Um, well, thank you so much, Christy, for doing this. Do you want people to follow you anywhere? Nah, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You are absolutely fun, and I adore you. I know. I love you, too. And I, your podcast is getting me through some dark times. I appreciate you putting out multiple a week because it's really what the people need. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate hearing that. All right, <laughs> girl. You have a great day. All right. You, too. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you so much to Christy for talking to me about Summer House. I, what a treat. Um, just a very quick announcement about my Patreon. The new 
series that I will be discussing starting June 3rd is Bethany getting married. Um, I think I told some of you guys before, but if you don't remember, if you have cable, a lot of the uh, the cable subscribers um, around the country are offering the Peacock Network for free. Um, so I would just Google, you know, whoever your cable provider is to see if um, they're offering that. If not, you guys, I found it on Daily Motion. All 10 episodes are on Daily Motion. The username for the episodes is Grind My Gears. So if you don't have cable, you can watch the whole thing. They're all full episodes available. Um, yeah, you guys, have a great week. I'll be back later to talk about uh, 90 Day Fiance. We'll see who pisses me off on Vanderpump Rules this week if I feel like talking about that. Maybe I'll be back for that. If not, y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>